recorded in room 233 of the Texas Tech University School of Veterinary Medicine. This is the Rate of Vet Podcast. Welcome back to the Rate of Vet Podcast. We have with us today Dr. Tristan Mills and Dr. Clint Roof, and uh, we're going to do a little bit of an interview and get y'all's background here at the school. All right, Rachel, you want to start us off? Sure. So, if y'all don't mind, will you tell us a little bit about yourselves, like where you attended undergrad, um, where you went to vet school? You want to lead? Am I taking that? Oh, okay. Um, Okay, so I went to Arizona State University um, for my undergrad, and then K-State, we both went to K-State. What did you study for undergrad? What? Huh? <laughs> Dude, this is why I didn't want to do a podcast with my husband. It's very obnoxious. Okay, so I, I at Arizona State, I did a conservation biology major with the intention of probably me uh, getting a master's in ecology and doing stuff for wildlife management and that kind of thing. I did not expect to get into that school. <clears throat> anyway. Well, why did you apply? What? Just, you, you know what? You could go next. <laughs> I'm about to just have him lead. Yeah, he can He should. He, he should just be the lead on all the things. No, you should, it's a very cool story that you should tell. I don't even... So you were concurrently working at Arizona Equine. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so why did I become a veterinarian? That's a little well, different no, than asking it, me. This is what you it. guys get when you ask us to be honest <laughs> together. All right, so I wanted to be a vet because... Uh, well, I was bartending and having a lot of fun, and um, I decided to go back to school, and so I actually originally went to community college at Mesa Community College in Arizona. Um, I was like 23, I think. Anyway, uh, I missed horses ridiculously. I rode racehorses from like 15 until I was about 18 years old, and then moved to Arizona. I went back. I tried to ride ride racehorses again at Turf Paradise and realized that I was insane when I was younger. Uh, And I lasted about a week and I was like, screw this. And so then, um, but I was jonesing to get my hands on some horses. And in Arizona, uh, they're really big on plastic surgery, but not so much on, you know, horses and playing with those. So, um, but there was a a veterinary clinic called Arizona Equine, which had a couple of boarded surgeons and a boarded internist, and then a few people that were GPs just ran around doing field calls. Uh, so I started cleaning stalls on the weekends. Well, one weekend they were down a tick, and so Dr. Ed Voss, not the Dean Voss that was the Dean of Colorado State, uh, his son actually came out and he was like, could you come up and just hold these horses for me? I need to do treatments and I need to see some patients, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, yeah, absolutely. So I go up there and I was enthralled. Dr. Ed Voss was a phenomenal instructor and the way that he did things was just so cool. And so uh, after the day was over, he asked me if I wanted to just work as a tech on Saturdays then I can clean stalls after if I wanted some extra money. But um, I said, absolutely. And... I was, by the way, trying to go to school to be a nurse, and I don't like people. So um, <laughs> people are my, my, uh, my logic was very flawed. And so Dr. Voss one day said, you know, have you thought about going to vet school? I was like, I'm not smart enough to go to vet school. And uh, he disagreed and pushed me pretty hard to apply, and he wrote my recommendation. I got in, and he did not stop telling me I told you so until, like, probably today. So there you go. 
That was my little spiel on why I went to vet school. See, it's a good one, though. It's, a, it's, a, it's different. Really it's quite different. Yeah. So, bartender to vet med. It's, it's a very convoluted thing. For that too, so. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, that's my number one recommendation. Number one recommendation. Anybody out there who wants to be a veterinarian, go into customer service. If you can talk to people, then you'll be a pretty decent veterinarian. That's that's what I did. I worked as a server slash bartender for a little while. So, yeah, yeah, it's great and good money. So it was really good money. It's yeah. really good money. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well, your turn. Oh, my turn. Okay. So I grew up in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Went to high school there and then got enrolled at New Mexico State University. Went through their animal science program. Kind of always secretly thought about applying to veterinary school, uh, but that first day in class in the Animal Science 101 was, hey, how many people want to be a vet? And 80 people in the room raised their hand and go, okay, only nine of you are going to get in. And it just discouraged so many people that they changed classes thereafter. I thought, well, maybe this isn't the career path for me. So I made the decision not to actually tell anybody, but kind of followed the program. My advisor, who was a really good family friend, he kind of knew about it, but I thought about higher education, and I applied the first year with the expectation of most people don't go into veterinary school their first year. Um, and luckily at that time, Kansas State University was creating a program with New Mexico State, since it did not have a veterinary school, that they would cover out-of-state tuition with the expectation that you go back to New Mexico for a minimum of three years. And be an indentured servant. In a rural area. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I jumped at that opportunity, and one of my uh, really good mentors had suggested he is an alumni of Kansas State. He said it fits with what you want to do. They had a really great bovine program, large animal program, because initially they were not even on my radar. And so I applied, was fortunate enough to get in that year, and um, while there decided to pursue some additional degrees, um, I don't recommend doing that concurrently ever. Um, vet school is hard enough without adding extra things to it. Um, but I did learn an awful lot while I was doing it, and it was because of that that her and I actually ended up getting to meet. Because it's funny how all the different decisions that you make can actually lead up to where you're supposed to be, even though you think, well, what if I'd have done this instead and got a completely different direction? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Those are really good storytellers. That's really cool. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that kind of leads into the next question of, like, how did y'all meet? Mm. <laughs> Do you want to take that? You hate it when I tell people. <laughs> it's one of your better fun stories to tell, I guess. Mm. So like, <laughs> like a lot of veterinary students, after you study and you take your exams, you go and blow off steam. And so big thing was in Manhattan, Kansas, was to go to Aggieville, which is the bar and restaurant district. And so you go drink, you dance. They were wonderful at having um, red dirt country events and they had some really good artists at that time that came through so for a lot less money than what I think they charge for nowadays and so it's really cool to see some of those early artists really getting going. So we ended up meeting at one of the bars. Um, she was actually in a class behind me at the time and so I didn't get to know her very well at all um, but we met and I apparently was very terrible at carrying beer and ended up wearing most of it rather than drinking it. And so we met that way and became pretty good friends. And through time, um, we started studying together. And it turns out we were pretty good at different subjects. And so formulated a way that we could push each other, quiz each other, and actually both improved our academics quite a bit because of that. 
the romantic part of it never actually came until much later. We'd spent a lot more time fishing together than we ever <laughs> did anything else. So it's, it's, it says a lot when you can sit with somebody in quiet and do something where you don't feel like you have to talk. Yeah, guys, I was actually quiet. Once, <laughs> once upon a time, she was fairly quiet. <laughs> Like, I was too busy to talk at that time. I was fishing. <laughs> I was fishing. I was fishing. <laughs> so that's, a, that's how we ended up meeting, and that turned into more. So, mm. How long have y'all been married now? Five, five years. Wow. Five, five years. years this year. Mm-hmm. Together yeah. 12, though. Yeah. Wow. So it feels There's a lot that. longer. I used to tell people it was uh, 35 because it's like dog years. It just feels a lot longer Thanks. than it actually Thanks. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I just I feel like I've been with her forever. <laughs> forever. <laughs> yeah. He slows it down and everything. Well, before you get back on that track, do you all mind if we get a little personal and just ask like about y'all's kids? Sure. Oh, yeah. So, I know that y'all just had another baby. Mm-hmm. Y'all have one more as yes. well, is that right? Okay. Yeah. Well, if you don't mind sharing. So, we have a little boy. He's four years old, um, almost four and a half now. And he's just a big ball of energy and a, a big ham. He's been, since he was a week old, going with us to veterinary clinics, vet calls. And so he's been enamored with vet med and at times wants to be a doctor and work on animals. And he's actually explained to clients x-rays at the age of three. He'd point at him and say, this is an ouch, but it's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't know if he'll ever go that route or not, but he's been... Um, flooded with it since he was born and then we just had a little girl Everly in May who is a big flirt and a very smiley happy baby uh, she hasn't quite become nearly as vocal as he was at her age she's gonna be four months here pretty quick and yeah I mean you can go on them they're, they're just a great group of kids and we've been very fortunate to have them yeah they make yeah. life fun they do very stressful sometimes. Absolutely. <laughs> they're yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'm really proud of Killian because he tells his daycare the mommy's a doctor and works really hard. And daddy plays with cows. Yeah. Daddy plays yeah. with cows. That's his interpretation <laughs> yeah. of what we do. Daddy's daddy's not a doctor. Apparently he'll argue anybody. Yep. Daddy's not a doctor. Mama's a doctor. She works really hard. <laughs> Daddy's there. <laughs> that, that is a fact. And Dad has his cows. I'm so proud of him. <laughs> Anyways. You trained him well. I know, right? It's a thing. Yeah, so, so how do y'all juggle, like, work, family, life, balance, and do all of that? Mm. You kids. do realize that balance is... It's, it's, well, it's, well, it's different for everybody. Yeah. Um you know, uh, mostly it's thrive. basically like we're we ha- we we have zones. So essentially, like if I have something that I need to get done, the kids are in his zone, yeah. and I get it done. And then you know, vice versa. Like if he has something he has to do, then the kids get shunted to my zone, and then yeah. We definitely make efforts to to spend time to together and with the kids. Um, one of the things that was a struggle in private practice was finding that time. Um, I owned my own practice and part of another one with some partners and you can run easily 20 hours a day, seven days a week. And so there were definitely days I was 
getting up before they were up and coming home after they went to bed, and you miss out on a lot. And so one of the reasons, not the main reason, but one of the reasons we decided to do this was to actually have family time. And it's been incredibly helpful. We get to have a lot more meals together, get weekends together, get to help get the kids ready to go to school in the morning, and that's been awesome. Agreed. And so it, it, it's an effort, and you have to acknowledge where your gaps are. And there have been times like, oh, it's fine. We'll just get through this. And But the biggest thing for us is being a team and understanding that there's going to be times she needs more, there's going to be times I need more. And it's a struggle, but you have to work at it. Yeah. There's also Disney. So Disneyland helps, too. Yeah. Vacations yeah. and fun time trips, those <laughs> kind of things help, too. It's good. I guess that kind of leads into the next question of why did y'all decide to come to Texas Tech Vet School and teach? Hmm. Well. <laughs> so part of it started looking for another job because of the reasons I mentioned. It was kind of crummy the first two years of my kid's life. I didn't get to really see him as much as I would have liked to and, and knew the way it was flowing wasn't sustainable for the future. So started reaching out. I had heard about Texas Tech, but I didn't understand the concept and their whole program. And, and I'm probably, like many other vets out there, thought we didn't need another veterinary school in the U.S. if it was going to be just like the rest of them. And But once I learned what, what it was that was being structured and what they were trying to create, I was more on board with it and very supportive of it, even from a distance, though not involved. And so in doing that, we happened to see that they were hiring for general practitioners here and um, decided to throw our hat in because how often is it you get to be part of a program that's being built and actually have an ability to leave your fingerprint in it and be part of its structure? You go to another veterinary school that's already established, they have a history. They have, you know, we've always done it this way, and it's a lot harder to potentially make changes or shifts. Um, not that they're incapable or unable to, it's just much harder to help mold it when it's already set. And here it was very moldable and the opportunity was just outstanding for what they were trying to create. And I think the world needed a lot more general practitioners. And so that was why I wanted to. I didn't. <laughs> uh, I like interviewing because then I'm, I'm the center of attention. And so I was like, I'll go with you and we'll interview together. It'll be really fun. And uh, then I, I basically loved the value mindset and uh, got incredibly passionate about us coming here and moving. Like, so I came into the interview with, eh, if you get the job, it'll be great. I'll, I'll find like another clinic there in town and it'll be, it'll be cool, but, but I'll, I'll check this place out. And to me, like, we should really do this. This is gonna be pretty cool, you know? So that was kind of how that went for me. And, and I had always, thought I was going to go into academia. Um, yeah. I've met a lot of beat-up Cal vets that couldn't do anything else, and that was part of the reason I decided to do the extra graduate degrees is because I thought it would give me options later in life. And it wasn't quite this soon in life that I thought I'd be doing this, but with an opportunity like this, it kind of put it a lot sooner than expected. Yeah, even when we were in fourth year of vet school, we worked uh, in Ward 1, which is the internal medicine ward for small animal. <clears throat> and uh, he actually got me the job, which was nice. Um, but we taught fourth-year students how to draw blood and, and basically ran our own clinical and professional skills, like, little thing. And they're like, this is how you talk to this doctor, and he really refers to this. And this is how he likes his blood work done. And this is, you know, like, so we gave lots of 
tips and tricks so they could get their stuff done the fourth years because they run a clinic there. Um, and and even an awful lot doing we, it with those instructors and we faculty did. because we were so much more exposed to them than other students were. Yeah, like I can still call most of them and like have chats. Um, but even back then, he, I want to do this when I'm when I'm done. And I said I'd be his calf to a cow calf operation, <laughs> just kind of like ride on his, you know, tail. Like this is good. I can do this. <laughs> That's how that worked out. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it did. We're glad you're here. We're very glad you're here. <laughs> okay, well, we're moving on. I guess we can kind of backtrack a little bit. And then... uh, sure. Um, okay, so what is your favorite thing about being a DVM? Ooh, the puzzles. The puzzles? I love the puzzles. Uh, that's probably why I really enjoy clinical presentations and uh, the, the my favorite clinical professional skills courses where I give you like an actual case and then you have to work through it because it's a puzzle it's so fun like to me uh so yeah that's my favorite and then hero mode because there there are weeks where you go and like you just can't lose just, everything's so awesome and you just look at me i'm so good and then of course you you have horrid mode there that, that kind of follows right after hero mode for a little bit but climb back out still fun that's my favorite part about being a DVM. I'd agree. I like I like the puzzle part of it. I mean, not every day is the same, even if you get to see similar type cases and, and animals. Um, but I, I really like the relationships you get to build with your clients. And so that was kind of a benefit. Versus small animal, you may or may not always get that. Sometimes you'll see a person once every handful of years. Where I was doing large animal, even the equine and backyard stuff, I'd see those people often every other week, if not every week. And so you do that for years, and you get really familiar with their production system, you know, what they value, what they're looking for, and you get to actually see what difference and change you make in it. And that, that was really great to be a part of. Um, and I don't think I could have done that um, if I wasn't a DVM. So that was my favorite part. Yeah. What are you guys looking forward to? Mm. I I think I'm looking forward to the freedom, if we're being honest. I feel like you can kind of, you can... That's a good point. I guess make it as much or as little as you want it to be, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and I know at first I'm probably going to want to be pretty involved, but then... Mm -hmm. You can step back. Yeah. That's what I kind of like about it, is I don't think there's very many careers out there that that's possible. Agreed. Agreed. That sounds good. But also, I'm, I love puzzles, too, and I love being able to figure things out. And I also love that, like, no day is the same. Like, everything's going to be different. You're constantly learning something. You're not just like, oh, I'm going in, and I know exactly what my schedule looks like. There's always, like, some twist or turn that's going to happen, and I think that's cool. And it'll keep me on my feet, which I like. So. I like it. Uh, that's a very, very good point. Well, um, speaking of DVM, do you all still practice in clinic? Even with the academia? Why are you doing that Because you can go first, or I can go. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so I still practice. Um, I mean, so I do uh, spay-deuter days down in Carlsbad uh, once or twice a month. I usually take a couple students. We go down and we do blitzes, um, usually between 25 and 35 pets um, in the day, and then uh, come back. <laughs> so that's fun. Um, and then I started working at the ER here in town, so I work overnights or during the day on fast days. 
Um, and then I do relief work on occasion. And I feel like I'm missing something because he's looking at me funny. What else am I missing? Anything? Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. You do a lot of different things still. I really miss GP and I, I love it very much. So it's, it's kind of like a hobby, which sounds really funny. Like it's a hobby and I really enjoy it. So I have to get my hand in on the occasion or else I'll go a little crazy. Um, I, I do. I get to. I'm still a partner in my bovine veterinary practice. Um, I have three other partners, and we service most of southeastern New Mexico, West Texas, and into Oklahoma. And so the thing I get to contribute to is I still do the Oklahoma work. And so a couple of times a month, usually take students if they're available um, so that they don't miss class if, if possible. Um, go and do a heifer farm and work through their pregnancies, consult with them, and help with their health papers and regulatory work coming back across state lines. And then I guess occasionally get to go do relief work for my partners when they need to take a vacation themselves. Um, I still do work for my practice after our veterinary services doing equine work when available. The downside to being so far away from some of them is not always readily available, but if it can be scheduled, we'll take trips go down on a weekend or if we have a long weekend and knock out a whole bunch of things at once and the other thing is I have some really good colleagues um, an associate of mine who went off on her own that I often refer many of the cases that I can't get to to her to help her build her practice and that's been mutually beneficial for both of us yeah so it sounds like you're still like learning and and teaching and expanding knowledge well, absolutely. I mean, it's kind of hard to teach veterinarians how to be vets if we quit practicing. And one of the things that I'm most afraid of is becoming irrelevant if um, we're not continually trying to learn and trying to see cases and seeing what's coming out and how to actually apply them. Because I, I had professors when I was in veterinary school that I looked at and said, well, you've never even practiced. Like, how do you know? don't want to be the person who's like, well, you haven't practiced in 10 years. Like, what does it matter now? And don't want to be in that situation because it only gives you the opportunity to get better and improve. Plus, it is nice to, you guys are very challenging. You ask a lot of questions, a lot of the material that we, you know, though we know how to use it, and sometimes we have to go back to the textbooks and flip them over and think of a way to present it and to get you thinking that, you know, maybe I could apply that in this case or on this farm. And it has been very beneficial to continue to do that and hopefully beneficial to our clients. But. Agreed. That's cool. Um, what is y'all's favorite thing to teach? Ooh. Mine currently, I, I really like teaching the clinical skills. Um, food, animal medicine, and surgery is one of my favorite things. Surgery is one of my absolute favorite things to do. Wound management is a huge um, thing that I love. There's so many different approaches to it. And uh, that was actually one of the things that made me think I could actually be a decent teacher. Is I used to have fourth-year students that came to our practice. We'd usually get, what do you think, between eight and ten a year that would come spend two to three weeks. And getting to teach them surgery, letting them do it, make mistakes, getting to do the things that nobody got to teach me when I was in school that I wish they would have trying to make them pass out when you have a dystocia it's like just put your fingers in here it's okay he's supposed to look like that it's fine it's fine <laughs> then, you know he's just so funny anyway um gosh 
I have no idea what I enjoy teaching. All the things, honestly. Um, I'll be really honest. Anytime I'm like with y'all, that's when I'm happiest because it's it's just fun. I thought you didn't like people. <laughs> I don't like don't medical, like things, medical with things with people. She's like, also the worst patient in the world. So. I am not the worst. If a person comes at you with a knife to get a stupid like splitter out, it's okay to let that thing fester and work its way out. You don't need a knife coming at you. I'll just get it. I'll just get it, babe. Just hold still. Like that's not like that's not me being a poor patient. That is. That is self-preservation. Yeah. Like, well, right? Thank you. I, I get weird about things, too. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'll, Keep I'll that give, to yourself. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, don't come at me, bro. We, we both have a I got this. syringe <laughs> yeah. fear. Yeah. So, She's had to sit on me for it to get a shot before. So. Yeah. See, I think no that he shame. would have no problem sitting on me to give me a shot. No, <laughs> at all. No, not at all. I did feel kind of bad because she was, like, really upset. <laughs> and she was like, you're going to have to sit on me. And I thought she was joking. And I was like, she okay, laughed. ha, ha. And I yeah. laughed at her. And then she was like... No, I'm being serious. We're not leaving. <laughs> you don't see that She did. I got that's the great. Shot, so. yeah, that's so that's really that. great. <laughs> and I was 21 years old. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's that funny. wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, but. going off that topic a little bit, what do y'all like to do for fun? I know you said vacations, but like. Oh, I'm all about vacations. Yeah. Um. I don't know. That's so sad. I, I like going to work. <laughs> she, she does. She gets up early for it, you know. That's a good way to be. I guess. I mean, I read a lot, but I don't know that that's the kind of fun you're looking for. Um, we hike. Uh, we play with our horses. Mm, run away from our kids. I mean, run around with our kids. Uh. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I still really love fishing, but there isn't a lot of fishing around here. <laughs> yeah, but we had a couple opportunities this summer and got to go do that, which was nice. Um, I really like it. seems counterintuitive as a veterinarian, but I like hunting. And it's not so much like I don't think it's the going out and killing. It's, it's more the... I've taken more pictures of things than I've ever killed just because it's nice to be out in a way and see some cool places and pretend like you're the first person to ever be there even though you probably weren't <laughs> like those are the things that just get away for a little bit i mean you're saving them from starvation i was a conservation biology major hunting is absolutely uh, necessary see, okay i'm just saying it's so necessary it's not counterintuitive to being a vet i'm just saying well most people think if you're a vet you love animals and you still can you love, still them, love them I was going to say, you love them in all aspects. aspects yes, exactly. I like to eat them. <laughs> Sometimes. They are quite tasty. Yeah. I mean, antelope. I don't think I would. Yeah. Anyway. Well, um, I guess, and you'll probably do work a lot in Amarillo, but do you have a favorite thing or a, like activity or a place that you like to go in Amarillo that you would recommend to someone who's coming to visit or coming to school? Um, if you have kids, the Discovery Center is fantastic. The zoo is really sweet. Um, I mean, there's a lot of really good little parks around. And then that uh, little river or creek or whatever you want to call it across the street, that's pretty cute. You're, you can actually go fishing in there. You're Indiana show and you said creek. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a thing. Um, that's all I got. I mean, going to Paladura um, is one of the, I mean, it's a huge probably draw for a lot of people but it is really spectacular to see it in person if pictures don't quite do it justice 
Uh, the Ant Park is pretty neat. Ooh, yeah, That's Amp. fun, even if you're an adult or kids. It's a big trampoline. Uh, they wouldn't let me jump on it when I was pregnant. That's oh, weird. How dare just, they? I know, so, right? I was so like, but, weird. but, oh, whatever. <laughs> but, anyway. But those are a lot of fun. Um, otherwise, it's so easy to scoot over to New Mexico, go to Red River, go to Cimarron, cut down south, go to Redoso. Like, there's just so many different avenues. Plus, it's so easy to just jump on a plane here and, yeah. and go somewhere for a weekend or a couple of days and come back, which is really nice. Yeah. We go to Disneyland a bit. <laughs> like Disneyland. She's a little obsessed. So. <laughs> How many times have y'all been to Disneyland? Since what? Oh, gosh. Let's say ever. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, more than count. once is kind of crazy to me. So, so. Killian's four, and he's gotten to go three times wow. to Disneyland. He's went to Disney World twice. twice. Land is the one in California, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like them both. Gotcha. Wow. Which one's better? Oh yeah, that's that's hard. It just depends on how you like what you want. Okay. <laughs> I've only been to Disney World yeah, in Florida. I went, I went mm. once. And it was. I, I'm not a. Whatever you need person. to go with me. I am okay. all about it, and it's <laughs> mostly about the food. To be perfectly honest. Okay, I'd rather go for the food because I went with people that went for the rides, and we sat in line for like three hours, and I'm like, this is not. Oh, oh yeah, that's, that's not for me. I'm I'm the food and people watching type of Disney fan. This is true. That is a good people watching place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Fantastic. But yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, so we usually like to close with like kind of a, I guess, a little bit out there question. Um, so if you were an animal, what would you be? And why would you be that animal? Ooh. It could be anything. Land, aquatic. And it definitely doesn't have to be your favorite animal because a lot of people get those confused. That's really hard because if you'd narrowed it down to a dog, I'd say like a Labrador because I'm really, really bouncy and you're always concerned that there's nothing upstairs. <laughs> but like, but if I have to pick anything, I mean, that's really, really rough. Um, I kind of want to be a killer whale because they're like gorgeous and they look good in black and white, which is, you know, and they get to be in the ocean all the time. But if you ask me again tomorrow, I'll probably come up with something different. different. (laughs) I like the killer whale. Right? That's pretty good. Yeah. Black and white. It's all working. I don't know. I guess I've never really thought about it. I mean, it sounds probably silly because I just went hunting for them, but I'd probably say a bear. I like bears. You kind of like a bear. That makes total sense. (laughs) They get to sleep quite a bit, and they get to spend a big chunk of their life just eating. That sounds pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And as a whole, they're kind of gentle. I don't know. I just... Oh, you lost me there. <laughs> <laughs> I also really like the bear one. He's bear? Really good. That's a good one. You put me on the spot. I don't always come up with those things that fast. Oh, right. Really, like you had to prep me beforehand, so I could really come up with a <laughs> good one. Yeah, yeah. We should have right? sent you an email and be like, oh, and here's all of the fun ones. <laughs> no, that's okay. Well, it's kind of fun to be put on the spot once in a while. Agreed. <laughs> Perfect. Then I guess we did our job. Hey, wait. What were your animals? Oh, gosh. Oh, no. You're not allowed to turn the questions on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I come up with the questions. I don't you answer first. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I don't know. I think I kind of can be the same way where I'm like, I'm this this day and this another. But I saw, what was it? I really like, I guess, aquatic animal. I kind of like. Otters. I just think they're so cute. Oh, they are cute. Mm. Yeah. And I'd be all small too. and. They are pretty smart. Yeah, and cuddly and like, you know, just relaxed. 
I guess I, that's my ideal version. I'm probably not necessarily like that, but I wish I was. <laughs> that's usually how that's, all that's that right. works, that's right? That's a bad reason to want it. Yeah. yeah. I, I wish that relaxed and vet student go in the same sentence together. I know. <laughs> Give me a couple. Well, probably not then either. So, but it's fine. <laughs> I wish I could be like an otter. Good one. Oh, I don't know. I think it'd be fun to swim too. I think it'd be fun to be like a dolphin and then like jumping out of the water. Like, oh yeah, um, that'd be, be gorgeous. Go so fast. Yeah. yeah. That would be really cool. I'm not a very good swimmer, so it'd be nice to yeah. actually swim like that. That'd be yeah. cool. <laughs> I don't know if I really have a land animal. I don't know why I always go water for some reason. I love water. It's because we're so happy. far from it. That's <laughs> probably <laughs> it. It was like it never rains, and I'm like, oh, please. In the wrong spot. Anything. That's yeah. fun. Well, um, thank you all so much for well, coming in. Thank you for having us. Yeah, yeah, thank you for having us. I'm glad we were able to do this. And Hopefully this works for what you were wanting. Oh yeah, this was amazing. Please hit the Med School's Facebook page or email us to svm at ttu.edu.